Yeah, you know what time it is. It's time for the Shaw's All Podcast. You know who I am and what I do. Rob Shaw, a.k.a. The Pod God, a.k.a. Say it with me now, Harry Potter. Super excited for our guest today, Brian Moore Jr. And in our sport, the term walking bucket gets thrown around way too loosely. It's not loose here. It's very fitting. It's form fitting here. This dude is a thousand points damn near wherever he goes. Kingston High School, here's a rack for you. Uh, NEO Juco, got a rack for you. And if they would have let my son play two years at Believe Prep, they would have got a rack there too. The kid is really a bucket. Brian, what up? So my guy, man, appreciate you having me on the cast today. Now, I'm so excited. Um, so let, let's just jump right into it. You moved for you grew up in Harlem. You moved to Kingston um, summer before your ninth grade year. Right. Ninth grade. Huh? Tenth grade? Before my tenth. Oh, 10th grade. OK. Where uh, why'd you move up here or why'd you move to Kingston? Yeah. So, you know, uh, during my ninth grade year, I did in the city. You know, I was going through a lot. You know, mom struggling, you know, people passing away in my life. You know, it was a dark time in my life. My dad had got out of jail that, that summer. So, you know, I went to go visit him. I ain't seen him in a long time. So I went up to Kingston. You know, I really liked it. It was quiet. You know, I could stay focused. No real distractions. I didn't have to worry about certain things. And then, you know, the, the, the what solidified that actually is I went to Tay Fisher's camp uh, the week before I was supposed to go back to the city to start my 10th grade year. And... I was at the camp with Tay, and, you know, I was killing, you know, that's why I met Chris Wright, Damani Thomas. And they said, Tay Fisher said, hey, you playing varsity at your, your school in, in the city? I'm like, nah. See, yo, you come up here, I got you. You're you going to be on the varsity team. So after that day, you know, after I went to that Tay Fisher camp, it solidified me coming to Kingston. Yeah, that's that's wavy, like, to hear it from. Because that probably was a vote of confidence of, yo, we really think you can play. Yeah. All right. So who taught you the game? Uh, my dad, when I was little, you know, he I used to always go watch him. I was, I was big on watching. Like, I didn't really so much want to go play. But when I was little, you know, through, three through five, I would just go and sit down and watch. And, you know, he would try to put a ball in my hand and try to make me dribble and stuff like that. But I was more, like, observant. You know, that's why I like, you know, I like watching film now and stuff like that video because I've always been like that since young. I'd rather watch him play and see what he do. And then, you feel me, learn off of that that I actually was doing it. But then, you know, once I got to, like, six, seven, that's when he started making me do left-hand dribbles. I still remember one day in, in the park, we was in Brooklyn. He gave me the ball, and I was I could do everything with the right hand. He tried to put it in my left, and I couldn't do nothing. Like, he tried to make me dribble in a straight line, yelling at me. I was crying. It, it was crazy. But, you know, all that stuff helped me today. So, All right. So, I don't know if you know, I'm a huge Kentucky fan. Um, I try and force it onto my boys. They love Devin Booker. Devin Booker moved from wherever he was to Arizona to go be with his pops. Um, yeah. His pops played uh division one basketball, but like he made like the real life decision, a basketball decision. Yo, I want to be with my pops so I can get to the highest level. So yeah. I knew some of the reason you came up here was basketball and your dad related. So I kind of just love that correlation. Yeah, no, nah, definitely, man. You know, sometimes you got to make the basketball decision. You know, I came up there, they don't really know nobody besides Bomba and Damien. That's who I ended up living with for a period of time. 
So it was like, you know, I just came here like, this is what I want to do in my life. This is what I'm going to set my, my, my focus and all my time to. All right. So for those that don't know your game, what's let's keep it simple. What's your best skill? My best skill, probably, like you say, you know, playing the ball in the basket. I do that at a very efficient rate. I mean, Juco and my Juco career, I shot over 56% from the field. My freshman year, I shot 62 from the field. Uh, you know, I scored 1,000 points in my Juco. I scored 1,200 in Kingston. I really, I'm really able to put the ball in the basket. But uh, another skill I'm really good at, you know, I'm a really good playmaker. You know, I, I use that off of my ability to get downhill and get to the rim and make plays for others. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a scoring point guard for real. He's a real nice, modest kid. This dude shoots the shit out of the ball. He's You are one of the best off-the-dribble shooters I've ever seen. Like, I, I watch a lot of basketball. I see a lot of players up close. Your ability to string together combos and then shoot the ball efficiently off of them is mind-boggling. Like, especially in pickup. Like, I know, like, you, you tuck it some during the games because, like, you don't want to through the legs, behind the back, no dribble, jump shot. But, yeah. like, I've seen you do those things. Um, you're a very elite pull-up jump shot shooter. Like, it, it's for me, it's the way you shoot the ball. I, I do think you're underrated as a playmaker, but it's – I think what really opens up your whole game is that you shoot the dimples off the rock. What do you think you need to work on the most? Like, what? Do you, where do you want to improve in your game? Yeah, when I want to improve in my game is more, you know, being able to stop off two feet, make decisions, stuff like that, you know, avoid charges. Uh, probably that, you know, a little bit more more rebound. You know, I, I'm a person that, you know, don't really get down there too much, but I grab my little four to, four to five rebounds a game. But those pretty much the two things, you know, just being locked in on rebounding, locked in on defense, you know, locked in on, on when I don't got something good, you know, getting off two feet and then making a the play. Um. You expect to play I, – I assume you're going to be a combo guard at the college level, but do you expect to play a fair amount of point this year? Uh, I think I'm probably going to be primarily point this year for majority of the time that I'm in. We got we got a couple of other ball handlers, but I'm probably going to be primary along with uh, Jacoby Wood. That That's what we love to hear. We love that kind of stuff. Um, who is the best player you have played with? Ooh, that's a great question. Uh, man, around my age, I could say probably one of the best players I've played with. Damn, that's a good one. I'll probably say out of, out of the two, either uh Deshaun Davis, who is the uh point guard at Mississippi State. Okay. Or uh, I'm trying to remember this kid's name. Uh, man, I can't remember his name. But definitely, he's one of them. But older, older people probably Doug Heron, very underrated. Oh, Doug is very eight, four, tough. five, go. Doug two, right. right there. Who's the best you've played against? Man, I think I played versus Cam Thomas at Oak Hill. We played them in my in my prep school. He was really good. Played versus Cole Anthony. Uh, man, I played against a couple pros. Uh. But those two probably the ones that stick out the most, you know, especially because they're more recent. You know, Cam Thomas just going to the league uh, two years ago out of LSU. You know, Cole Anthony already in the league, Orlando. So those are two guards that I had to match up with. 
right, let's get into some of your school stuff. What offers did you have coming out of high school? I had no Division One offers coming out of high school. I had uh, a lot of D2s, any 10 schools. I had one D1 give me a look, but due to my grades, I wasn't able to uh, commit there. And oh, I was that, was my, that was my next question. Did your grades help or hurt you in high school? My grades, uh, so my ninth grade year, I missed 106 days when I was down in the city, and I had terrible grades. My uh, GPA at Kingston High School was probably like a 3.6. But I, I set up everything from 10th grade to 12th grade to make sure that I qualified for Division One basketball and I still didn't get in. All right, so, but now you completed, you went to Believe Prep, and then you went to Northeast Oklahoma, which is a JUCO. You graduated from there, yes? Sir. What is your associates in? I got my associates in sports management. Like, we love that kind of stuff. Like, and then you have three years of eligibility at Murray State. We're going to get, I have a bunch of Murray State questions. We'll get there, but I just want to sort of walk us through why did you pick uh, NEO? Uh, I picked NEO, man. You know, it was uh, during COVID, actually. So, you know, you couldn't go on no visits. So I wasn't even able to fly there and go check it out. But off the strength of uh, strength of my prep school coach, you know, really know the game. You know, he coached big-time players, Kenny Anderson, Sham God. He coached a lot of good point guards. And, you know, he said that coach was very genuine. And, you know, I had a conversation with him, and he just told me, like, what it is. You know, he told me the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I was like, you know what? I like this coach. So without even going down to Oklahoma, you know, I I, I committed off the strength of his voice talking to me on the phone and a, a, and a video a video tour that they did on YouTube. Yeah, so, but, you know, I just I just went down there because I just knew, you know, I could trust the coach. And I had a lot of big-time Juco offers, Indian Hills, Power 5 Juco, uh, Salt Lake, Power 5 Juco, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, I chose to go to, to NEO, another top 25 program, because just offer the strength for the coach. All right, give us a little bit more. Just give us your pitch on JUCO, because your situation is way more similar to the kids that are going to listen to this than a lot of others. Like, there's going to be, like, I'd love to get Dior on, but Dior's situation is he's been in the spotlight since seventh grade or sixth grade, fifth grade. There's a lot of kids that are in your position like, hey, I know I can play, but I need to before I can get that division one look, I need I need more seasoning or I need more. I need to give coaches more of an opportunity to see me. So explain why Juco works. Yeah. So, you know, Juco for me, man, at least, you know, it gave me a, a second chance, third chance for real. So, you know, uh, going Juco, especially at a level that I went to a division one Juco, a lot of people don't know it's, it's two different It's D1 Juco. D2 Juco, and those are, those Jucos are allowed to give you money scholarships-wise. D3 Jucos don't, and then the Cali Juco is a whole another thing. But at the D1 Juco level, you're playing versus Division One players that uh, are trying to be bounce backs. A lot of players that should be Division One players or pros that don't have the grades for it. So, you know, it's, it's getting you ready for that next step in your in your life, whether you're playing, going, planning on going to D2, D3, D1. Because these are all players that's going there next year. You know what I'm saying? And just you know, JUCO, it just allows you to lock in. You know, it's kind of almost like a prep school, certain places you go to, not really much to do in a small town. So it's all about your business, man. And it gives you the steps and the blueprint of how, how to act when you get to that Division One level or that D2 level. So, you know, you kind of got the same schedule without all the perks, you know. We, we not flying the games. We driving there 10 hours, six hours. We playing there. We getting back on that van and leaving. 
it's not like D1 or D2 where you fly the night before, you play, and then you leave the next night or the two nights after that. So you don't get all the perks of having strength and conditioning coaches, meal preps, uh, even course of attendance. You don't get none of that stuff. So it's unglorified NCAA Division One basketball, and you got to want it. You know, that's the big thing. Like, in Juco to make it out, you got to really want it because I've seen a lot of people get stuck in it because they can't stay focused. And they can't, you know, they can't deal with the, the schedule because it's just like the schedule here. But the difference is I don't have the recovery room. I don't have certain things. So, you know, it just it just make you more appreciative when you get to that higher level. Um, Did you go to NEO for free or relatively close to free? Yeah, I went to NEO for free. I was on a full scholarship there. So and I think that is something that a lot of people don't know that like your point about Division One, Two II, and Threes. I don't think they know that there are those levels of JUCO and that you can go for free and then work towards your next scholarship. So I think that yes. I hope that that is a big takeaway for some of the high school kids that listen to this. Um, let's go over uh, before we get to Murray State, we got to address the infamous overtime video. Um, you and Dior Johnson, you guys are at the Kingston Boys and Girls Club. Um by all accounts, you were frying that night. Like, I know Overtime did the video on Dior, but we're from where this was shot. Like, the the word in the gym is Dior was doing his thing, but you were frying in there. Like, you weren't getting – you were doing your thing. So, um, he said you didn't have any offers. You uh, responded that you were going to go to Howard. Were, were other HBCUs uh, something you really considered? Yeah, you know, my mom always wanted me to go to the HBCU. <laughs> so, you know, that was a big thing. It was crazy. The, the day before the, that uh, happened, uh, the Howard coach uh, calls me. Mind you, at this time, I'm only speaking to Division twos, And I didn't get to play AAU my senior year because I broke my ankle. So I only played, like, the last two sessions. But Robin Morris and Howard were at, was at every game. So uh, I'm on the phone with, I think it was Assumptions coach, D2, in any 10. And then I get a ring, Maryland number. I'm like, who's this? I don't pick up. Maryland number called me again. So I told the coach, hey, I'm going to call you right back. I answered the phone. He said, hey, is this Brian Moore? I'm like, yeah. Uh, who, who am I speaking to? He was like, uh, it's the call. I don't remember his name. He was like, this is the uh, head coach from uh, Howard University. I was like, oh, sorry, coach. I was on the line with another coach. He said, wait, call that coach back and tell him you're a bison now. That's exactly what he told me. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to visit here. You know, we really like your game. We go, we go give you that that uh, full scholarship, and we we looking for you to becoming a Bison. So you know, a day before that, I was th- I was uh, in the process of sending my transcripts and doing all of that stuff, getting cleared through the NCAA uh, eligibility center. So that day uh, when we played, I, I naturally said that because that was my first offer, and that's where I was going to end up going. So you know, it, it was just funny how, how how it played out. But uh, even throughout my JUCO, which you might uh, get to later, I had. 35, 32 plus Division One offers, and I didn't really have too many HBCUs. You know, at the time, I started getting recruited by a lot of bigger schools, such as Murray State, West Virginia, South Carolina. So, you know, a lot of the HBCUs, HBCUs start not really reaching out because, like, at, at some points, they don't think they could get certain players. Which I don't think. A level. No, 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 no. You had it, moved up a level. Like, let's call a spade a spade. Like that West Virginia offer. That set off my group chat. Like, I I saw, hey, uh, NEO's Brian Moore has uh, received an offer from uh, West Virginia. And I'm like, that's Bob Huggins. Like, I'm, I'm in the group chat like, yo, this guy's getting big 12 offers now. Like, 
he's legit. And then um, not too long after that, I, I might be messing up the times, but you pop up on uh, one of the draft guys I follow. And he's like yeah. listing the top Juco players in the nation and you're number three on that list. But like not, but this isn't a, hey, I think this kid's a great Juco player. This is draft eligible Juco players. And he thought you were the third best draft prospect in junior college in your sophomore year. Like, this is so impressive. I send it to you and uh, your trainer, Row, And I'm like, yo, just so you know, like, you are popping up on NBA radars now. So, like, that's why the HBCUs fell off is because, like, at some point players become out of reach and, like, they have to move their resources elsewhere. Like, I can't keep sending assistant coach X to come watch you in Oklahoma because I don't think you're in reach anymore. Like, I'm fighting with Bob Huggins now. Hall of Famer Bob Huggins is who I need to fight with right now. So that's that's what I assume happened. Yeah, yeah man. You know, Bob Huggins is, is a character, man. He's a really good guy, man. I had a couple of nice Zoom calls with him, and Coach Anderson went pretty good, man. But uh, Huggy Bear. <laughs> but then, you know, but yeah, that's kind of kind of what happened with the HBCUs. But, you know, they're making a the push. One that was really in contact with me was Hampton, and Hampton moved up a conference. You know, Hampton was really in touch with me, telling me, you know, really good things. So... Did you have Miss Armstrong at the high school? Again? Did you have Miss Armstrong at the high school? Yeah. Her son is a Hampton alum. Okay. Um, yeah, I, all right. Outside of Murray State, where you ultimately went, what was your favorite visit? Probably DePaul University. DePaul was probably my, my favorite visit. In Chicago? Chicago. Okay. Yeah. That, my school. guess was going to be Austin P. No, I didn't visit Austin P. You mean uh uh Stephen F. Austin? Stephen F. Austin, yeah. Uh um, nah, probably definitely definitely the poor, probably. All right. Ultimately, why did you choose Murray State? Uh ultimately, man, you know, I just like the vision of the uh coach Steve Prome. You know, it's a prestigious school for point guards. You know, a lot of NBA scouts in and out, you know, when they look for guards, this is one of the schools they go to. And, you know, it's just they got a lot of winning tradition. That was the big thing for me. You know, I want to go to the school that wins and gets to that tournament because, you know, at the mid-plus, because this is a mid-plus, at a mid-plus school, you know, for you to get that attention NBA-wise, overseas-wise, you know, when you get to that tournament, you got to show out. And why not put myself in the best situation possible to go go to the tournament? And, you know, with them moving up conferences to the uh, MVC, which is the top 10 league in the country, you know, you play versus Drake, Loyola, Chicago, uh, Northern Illinois, you know, a lot of good teams in this conference. So, you know, I just said, you know what, you know, this is where I want to go. You know, he, he had a great, good, good vision for me. He kept it a hundred with me, you know, things that, that, that he need me to work on things that he, he want me to do when I get here. And, you know, it's just been nothing but true since I've been here, man. They treat me good here. I got really no complaints at all, man. So, you know, I think it was the best possible decision I could have made. Don't say any names. I don't want to get you in trouble. I just want you to answer this without any names. Yeah. Were there coaches that you felt were blowing smoke up your ass? Uh, like you, you have mentioned twice honesty from coaches. You committed to NEO because you felt like he was a straight shooter with you. You felt like yeah. Chrome was a straight shooter with you, so that's clearly important to you. Were there any coaches you thought were lying to you about things? Oh, yeah. It, it was several coaches, man. You know, I'm not going to get into no names like you said, but you know, it, it's a, it's a tricky business. You know, you gotta you gotta go somewhere where you where you're needed, not wanted. And 
also somewhere that you can trust the people because some people are in the game for the wrong reasons and they steer you away just to get a job or just to keep their job. So, you know, keep that in mind. But that's the big thing, you know, having someone you can trust because there's a lot of coaches, you know, just gaslighting me or saying certain things just, you know, because of the type of player I was and, you know, they had other objectives on, on mind. All right. So you mentioned that they have a lot of point guards. Like we're talking Isaiah Cannon. John Moran is obviously the big one campaign. Since you've committed, have you have any of them reached out to you or have you seen them back on campus working out? Yeah, we actually worked out with uh, Isaiah Cannon. You know, he came down, you know, we played pickup with him. I have really good conversations. We follow each other on Instagram. So, you know, we talk here. He check in on me. Another point guard, his name is BJ. He actually make music now. He didn't uh, end up going pros for a long time. Went overseas for a little bit. You know, we have conversations. He actually hit me up yesterday. But I haven't heard nothing from uh, Ja or uh, Cam yet. I, I was just wondering because it seems like Murray State is a close-knit community. What number are you wearing this year? Uh, I'm wearing 14. I'm wearing uh, number five. five is retired. Yeah. So number five is retired by our assistant coach, Marcus Brown, who is the all-time leading uh, points at Murray State. And I wanted to get 14 because one plus, one plus four equals five. And why is that important to you, for those that don't know? Uh, yeah, that number is important to me. Uh, one of my best friends, my cousins, man, my really like my brother, uh, Christopher Bamba, you know, he passed away. So, you know, I, I play this game for him now. You know, I got him tatted on my on my arm, number five. So, you know, I just got to keep repping for him. That's awesome. You uh, run a tournament here in Kingston every year since uh, Bamba has passed. It's super duper touching. Uh, me and my kids try and make it to it every year because it like Chris was awesome to – particularly my oldest son, like we used to be at club and my oldest son was probably the same age as my middle kid now, like five and Bamba would like dunk and do windmills for him. And then he'd go home or he'd go to a varsity game and he'd tell his mom, mom, that kid that dunks, I know him. He's my friend. Like, so it was like super dope for them to get to see you guys in general. All right. So you're wearing five, you're wearing 14. One plus four is five to show love for one of your best friends. Um, sure. Do you have any NIL deals that we need to be knowing uh, about? So right now I'm signed with an uh, NIL company called Divorce Sports, you know, run by Trevor James. And, you know, I got some some stuff. I have ambassador stuff with Protein Water, Dope right now. I just uh, signed a, a partnership with Obsesh, which I'll be posting on Tuesday. And, uh, I got signed with uh, what is it called? Thing. It's a uh, basically it's a shirt company that's gonna, gonna be making my uh merch from now on. It's called Sign T or something like that. I'm trying to remember. Ah man, it's stuck on my tongue. But you know, those are the two two bigger ones right now. You know, once the season start rolling, you know, start getting my name all out there, then that's when the bigger deals and stuff like that will come out. So that's super dope. Uh. Send me a link if you want to plug your code or whatever the, for people that need it. What is what are your goals on the court? And then we'll go over your goals off the court. Like, what are your plans in the classroom at Murray State? Yeah. So uh, my goals on the court, man, you know, I'm big on wanting to get newcomer of the year, being an all-conference player, uh, you know, just being coming in a new conference. You know, they 
looking down on us. So, you know, I want to let people know that Murray State's still alive. You know, we still in for the fight. You know, trying to definitely want to get to the tournament my first year. That's a big goal of me. I'm on, you know, every kid growing up, you know, you watch them, them games, March Madness, man. Everybody want to be a part of that atmosphere. You know, I'm this close to getting there. So, you know, that's one of the big goals. And then in the classroom, man, you know, I'm, I'm eligible for the master's program right now. So, you know, I'm, I'm just making sure I keep my grade above a 3.0. I got really good grades right now in my classes I'm taking. So, you know, that's that's my classroom goals, you know, staying above that that 3.0 line so I can stay in that uh, master's program. And your degree, are you also going for sports management at Murray State? Yeah, right now I'm going for uh, sports management and uh, entrepreneurship. Oh, good. I was hoping we would get to this. Uh, I've seen you've taken up public speaking. Yeah, oh, I want about that. I love that. Yeah, so, you know, it, it's been on the slowdown. I, I kind of slowed it down, you know, with the busy schedule I have. But, you know, I definitely like public speaking, you know, being able to re reach kids just like me. Like you said, you know, it's, it's the 1% kids like D.L. Johnson, you know, other people that, you know, got the spotlight for them. But I want to reach the kids that grew up like me. Nobody knew them and you know, just be that voice to, to tell them to keep going, man, because in this world, it's really up to you who you want to be. So, you know, that's why I want to preach out, you know, just being able to talk to kids, so even talk to adults, man. You know, adults can learn from from people like me, the experiences I've been through, young kids, middle kids. So, you know, just being able to share my story and be a light for, for the hopeless. All right. And then our last thing is you work out super duper intense, like – I yep. watched you work out and everything is game speed. Is that something that you had to really lock in and focus on? Or have you always worked out like that? Uh, for the most part, you know, I always worked on, on stuff like that. Rohan Johnson being around, around a lot of Division One players and pros players at the time when he started working me out, he told me what they do in their workouts, you know. So, like, the, the key thing that a lot of pros and D1 players do, they're, they go to rep 100%. But you take your break on your way going to your next set. But everything you do got to be 100% or it's not going to be game game related. So, you know, I just try to work hard and make it as intense as possible because when you work that hard and the game is easy. You know, it's right. really true. Everything I do at this level is just to make the game easy. What about the weight room? The weight room is very important, man. You know, I, this is my first, first, first actual year being in a, a strength and conditioning program. And my first year in the strength and conditioning program, I gained 18 pounds all and only gained uh, 0.5 body fat. So, you know, it's, it's very important. Uh, any Anytime it's it's optional, I go in. Like, we got optional lift Monday. I'll be there. But, you know, I get my extra lifts in every week. We, will, we lift Monday, Wednesday, Friday, condition Tuesday, Thursdays. But Saturdays, I always come in after pick up and get my lift in. You know, it's big. The weight room help you a lot, man. Just enhance your game and enhance your abilities. So, you know, I locked in and I keyed in on that. All right. So this is a new segment we're going to try with you. Um, I have Marcus and Remy, a.k.a. the guys. They're waving. They came up with, like, some simple questions for you. They're going to be quick fire, except for the first one from Marcus, because I think that this one, um, I, I want you to really answer this. The other ones will be rapid fire, um, the trash right. talk one. No, trash talk. Okay. Um, wait, wait. How wait. Do you... You're talking to somebody, don't you? You need to say hi, hi introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Marcus. Who are you? So... Hi, I'm Lemmy. All right, and all right, so ask your trash talk question. How do you respond to trash talk? 
man, how I respond to trash talk is, you know, by being able to go back on the, on the other end and get them a bucket, man. Then that's when you talk. But for the most part, you know, you just got to you gotta let your game talk, for real. Like, you go get somebody a bucket, you just give them a little stare down and do all the talking you need. All right, Remy, you have... What is your favorite dream car? What is your dream car? My favorite dream car? Woo! That's a great question. Uh, I want a G-Wagon. He wants a G-Wagon. Go ahead, Marky. Um, what are you going to do with your first NBA paycheck? Ooh, that's that's a good thing. Uh, first NBA paycheck. I, I want to buy my mom's a, a crib or be able to buy her something because you know she the goat. You know she held it down. We had some really tough conversations as I was growing up. It was funny actually. Yesterday she uh she uh texted me. You know she asked me for some money. I I sent it to her and then I I posted a little something on my private like yo I wish this in the future I want this forty from instead of being forty dollars I want this to be forty thousand dollars that I can send to my mom. So. Who's your favorite NBA player? Who's your favorite NBA player? Trey Young. Trey Young is my favorite NBA player. Ice Trey. Oh. Ice Trey, yes, sir. Would you ride the dragon? Would you ride it wider than if it you? Would, would I ride, ride a dragon? <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I'm an adventure kid. I love to do that. Me too. <laughs> oh, your first one. You have one at the top that you have. Oh. Who inspires you? Man, a lot of people inspire me. My mom inspired me. Rohan actually inspires me, man. And, you know, just pretty much those two is the people that, like, inspire me to be great. You guys got anything else for him? Yes. Uh, Go ahead. How did you this? How did he get so good? How did you get so good? Um, man, I just, I just worked my butt off, man. You know, just really, really keyed in on what I wanted and, you know, just locked in on that goal. You know, anything that I feel like I needed to work on, that's what I went to go do and work on. What's your favorite video game? My favorite video game as of right now is probably definitely Madden. I love Madden, man. I used to be a 2K player, but Madden is, is my game now. Who do you play with? Cardinals, Arizona. Uh, I have another question. If you get to the NBA, would your overall in 2K affect you? <laughs> I, I uh, depending on when I get to the NBA and what they have me at originally, I definitely try to make that, that number improve. That would be the goal. If they try to disrespect me on 2K, I'm going to def definitely play better that season to make sure my overall go up. Hey, tell them thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Oh man, you guys. Yo, I really appreciate that. I've I'm not here to blow smoke up your ass, but I have told them, hey, there's gonna be a chance that in like three or four years, you're gonna be able to say, hey, when I was nine, and Remy's gonna say when I was five, I interviewed an NBA player. And like that that's exciting. Like that's fun. Like they get they could get to go tell their friends tomorrow or Wednesday on the first day of school. Hey, over summer break, I interviewed a D1 player. So I appreciate you giving them that opportunity. I Like, you gave us some of your time. Like, I know they weren't the most professional, but they're trying, they're learning, and we do appreciate that. Yes, sir, man. Um, the last thing is give us a plug. Give, give us somebody that uh, you know that we should go out there and try and interview. 
Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, a guy that you should try to interview? Whew. Man, you know, one guy I think that you should really try to interview, Elijah Hughes. You know, okay. BK 05. You know, uh, Coastal Carolina, Carolina, Syracuse, yeah. Or East Carolina, I want to say. Yeah, East Carolina. ECU went to East Carolina, transferred over to Syracuse that we had to do. That's a real good one, man. He going to have the experience of the D1 player and now as a pro. So, you know, that, that'll that help get both sides of it. All right, so that, I think that's who I'm going to reach out to. Brian, like, you don't know how much we appreciate this. We're rooting for you. I'm. Uh, you can ask Justin. You can ask Zach. You can ask Pat. I am shameless. I want Murray State shorts. Yes, sir. Next I got time you. I want shorts. Yes, sir. Like I, I have a pair of Justin's mom is joint. Like I, I'm shameless. I just tell you guys I want them. I was like when yeah. I see Ant Gaines again, I'm gonna tell him he's he's on back order because he owes me, um, Northwestern and Sienna gear. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I appreciate it. We really are rooting for you. Um, that's at Brian Moore um, with an E at the end, underscore two. Um, in this household, he is known as the Beast. Um, he's also been known as Be More Careful because when you're guarding him, you should be very careful. Um, Brian, four, three more. Like, you guys really got to check him out. The, the kid is a... This is something that I've gone against saying, uh, especially when you get to elite people. Hey, he's a great basketball player, but he's a better person. That's hard because you're a really good basketball player. Like you got to be a damn near a saint to be a better person than you are a basketball player, but you're working on it. And like we, I love what you're doing. I love that you do the camp for the kids when you're back home. I love that you're still involved with the club. Like it, it's nice to see you be being a role model for kids from, our community, and I'm sure uh, down at Murray State, you've started to make connections with the fans there, and they realize, hey, they have a genuine person here on campus. Yes, sir, man. So it's about man. It's about the life. Is all about the people you impact when you when you here. So it's about man. So once again, we really appreciate it. This has been the Shaw's Law Podcast. Thank you to our guest Brian Moore of Murray State. This has been the Shaw's Law Podcast, and like that, we out.